Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Sports Tech Atlanta Seed Talk. This is your boy Taylor Max Sterling over there. How you doing today? Doing well, man. Good to see you. Good to be back on the podcast scene here. You know, a lot, a lot, a lot of, a lot of money. It's this is this is the money flowing period right now. You know, sports is a little bit dead right now. You know, we obviously talked a little bit before about you know two sport athletes, but right now I think a lot of people as football is kind of kicking back into swing, kicking back into gear. Um, you know, baseball is in full swing. Tennis is going is going hot. U.S. Open's coming up real, real soon. Uh, a, a lot of people are trying to put their funds in in the right spots, and it seems like it's just a lot of – the summer, summertime is a lot of uh, – it's a lot of money movement opportunities, it seems like. It's like even though it's an off-season in sports, it's a prime season – uh, for investment, obviously, I know investing is a 365. It never takes a day off, but it does seem like it is heightened, maybe because the stories from the sports perspective are a little bit less. But I mean, there's a, a lot of stuff going on. But what have, what have you been seeing uh, through the summertime so far when it comes to um, when it comes to you know investments and and uh, like I said, that movement of funds? Yeah, it's been interesting, right? Venture capital has been down. Um, this past year because of the downturn with the economy, everything, the bank runs that have happened here as of late. Um, so it, it's been interesting to see, to your point, who's receiving some funding here in sports technology, sports innovation, who is not, and, and where VCs are kind of betting uh, for the rest of the year. I'm going to read a little blurb here. Uh, this is some information I received from uh, Yahoo uh, as they talked to uh, the Drake Hold Star on. partners. Hold on. Why Why did you Why did you say Yahoo like that? I, yeah, Yahoo. <laughs> honestly, I don't know. It came out. It came out. It came out nasally. You know when like you go to say a word and it just it gets up in the nasal. You. You sound like you got your corporate boardroom meeting voice on right now. <laughs> reading, reading from Yahoo. <laughs> just like I said, it got, it got hot. It got, it got in right. there. Got I'll in let you go. I had, I had to because right when I heard it, I was like, wait, throw a flag. Got to throw a red flag on that. We'll come back and review, but you can go. But yeah, but sports tech funds have set a new quarterly record, raising two billion in the first quarter of 2023. This continues the sector's strong growth in recent years, coming to encompass a diverse range of sporting adjacent activities, including how venues are constructed, how athletes train and compete, and how fans engage. The top sports venture capital firms are in competition to fund the next software that will change the way people interact with the sports they love. In its Q1 sports technology investment report, Drake Star notes that businesses in AI, ticketing, and venue management are being favored by funds with 60 M&A deals announced or closed in the first three months of the year. According to the report, this growth in activity points to a widespread acceptance in the sporting sector that technology is key to improving every aspect of its operation. So it's great, great to hear. Like I said, VC has truly kind of slowed down over the last, you know, you would call it 10 months or so but the fact that 
sports technology is still on the rise in certain certain aspects, right? As they kind of talked about AI, venue management, fan engagement as well, right? When you're inside the stadium, like, are you able to include your fans in different technologies and, and obviously getting some payments off of that? And then in sports betting as well is what we've seen. Um, so, you know, as always in this podcast, we'll highlight some, some funding rounds that we saw over the last couple of weeks here at the end. But I did want to call that out. Uh, to any founders out there that are that are, you know, you're sending over your pitch decks, you're you're getting on Zoom every other day trying to pitch your company. It's it, the money's still there, the money's still coming in, um, and and it's and it's great to see that sports technology is still really on the rise here in terms of the VC uh, and really PE structures. That takes us into a few stories or, or companies we wanted to highlight today. Um, very similar to what we talked about last week with Rexham. Uh, I saw this partnership coming uh, out of a, a team that I guess I follow because I play with them in FIFA, which is Chelsea. Um, so Chelsea has integrated a startup, which is called Tempest X Machina. I feel like it's Machina, right? I want to say Makiana, but that, that doesn't feel right. Um, but they have integrated the startup's newly unveiled Match View X technology into the team's Chelsea FC app, allowing users to customize graphical elements, view game highlights, change camera angles, or add a possession tracker to their in-app live stream. More traditionally inclined supporters can also opt for a view that strips every bit of graphic from the screen, leaving just the game. We talk about this a lot, especially of what's coming down the pipeline, right? Like the way that we're going to be able to view sports in the future. And this is an amazing partnership and amazing example of that from Tempest as they're now proving this out with their Chelsea broadcast. Taylor, what'd you think here? Yeah, it, you had it. It's uh, X Machina. X Machina. Why'd yeah, you say that? I know. Because I took Spanish for four years. I know how I'm supposed to roll off the tongue. So you took French. Right. You took French, but now you ain't even I don't I don't see no parlez vous français over here. I don't you know no nothing necessary for French. You need to get your Spanish up. That's what I'm saying. You right. need to you need to bone up on your Spanish. There hasn't uh, been a French startup that we've talked about. And if there I'm was, just, I, I could do the same thing. That's what I'm just saying. It's more useful. You got a lot more spanish spanish words that are out here so that's what you need you need to get you some rosetta stones so you can sound good out here sterling so i don't have to pick up pick up your slack over here but thank you for the question i do think it is cool but i think there's a different this because it's kind of a deeper conversation that i think this is pointing towards and i'll, I'll first you know hit the with the review and I, I i think a lot of fans especially the diehard. So Chelsea travels well. They're doing their, you know, their U.S. tour. Everybody's doing the, it's the, the summer games, quote unquote. And so for the diehards, this is, this is amazing technology to be able to, to really dive in, peel a layer back of that onion, and then be able to really track, see your team, get the, get the analytics, get that data that you like to see, get a better understanding of, you know, um, you know why did a why did a a kick you know just barely miss? What was the what, what was the the spin launch angle? All that all that type of stuff that you get to see when you have this match view X technology. But the thing that I think is going to start hurting a lot of these companies, um, especially because I know this is a this is directly going to Chelsea FC's app, and that makes for the access uh, obviously free from the standpoint there for the consumer, and then you know one stop shop because it's 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 tailored and geared towards the team, but. 
I think it's going to get difficult as, you know, say this wants to roll out and let's let's parallel it over and or overlay this with the landscape of college football and or even take MLS, where before, if you had the partnership, say, with ESPN, you'd be able to see this automatically. Say you could click your button. You know how if you watch F1 for all of our Formula One fans out there, what's the first thing that they say at every race? Click your sky view button here. You can you can see the extra data. You can, like I said, peel that layer back. But what is it? It's the ease of use of what you're already paying for. You just click an extra button on your remote. You're able to pop over and view this view this analytical data to really enhance your your viewership, your understanding of the sport. So now with this and the way that the landscape is changing for the consumption of sports. How do you see this going with these amazing apps that are going to be fine tuned for these teams? If it's not, if you're not directly accessing on, on say Chelsea FC site, because take it for MLS, take it for NBA, take it for MLB college football, all of these partnerships, especially across the pond over here with TV viewership and TV deals, it's going in a thousand different directions. Like right now, I don't know what to do with my, for one funds. And I feel a lot of people, had that same issue, but I also don't know what to do with my eyeballs in my head. Like, where do I, where do I, what do I want to pay for the additional MLS package so I can watch Messi and, you know, obviously, you know, get the MLS games going there. You know, do I want to go off to the side and for MLB baseball as well and, and buy that additional package just so I can also tap into that data. I think if this came out at the forefront, at the prime, at the height, when Stuart Scott, when you heard Booyah, Scott Van Pelt, I'm talking to like ESPN, the the it, this kind of kind of sucks being the say like the top four media conglomerates holding the keys to the sports factory, but that would have been so much easier on the access standpoint to, to get this data and, and see these cool applications that are coming out. Because I think these are amazing and I think this is definitely gonna enhance viewership. But my question, like I said, is where does this how do how do you see this going? Because everybody's going in different directions for, for media rights because they're trying to make that extra dollar for their schools, for their collective bargaining agreements, salary caps. And now you have 10 different avenues to watch sports and you have to, Oh, can I access this in, in Apple TV? But Apple TV is going to have their proprietary stuff. So how do you see this going? Cause it's, this is really cool, but it's going to be harder as the days go on and alignment changes. Yeah. I think more and more teams are going to launch their own, streaming service um it the clippers are launching theirs this year the suns and the mercury are doing the same thing heading into the 2023-24 season i I, to your point i think that is where it feels like it's headed right you saw Mm -hmm. the bally sports regional mlb deal fall apart this past season Mm -hmm. I, i i think you would rather have something that's like a yes network right where You've got a TV package. You've got your own uh, direct-to-consumer kind of app, right, that's there. I think that's where everyone wants, right? And to your point, that's what's going to become really difficult as a consumer. Like for me, I already pay for – I was thinking about this the other day. I pay for NBA League Pass. Mm -hmm. I pay for um, like MLB, whatever the MLB kind of packages as well, very similar, right? Mm -hmm. But if I want to tap in – to a Dodgers game, I can't on that app. I, if I want to tap into a Lakers game, I can't because I don't pay for the Spectrum package, right? Um, through my TV subscriber, which is right. Fun. And so you're going to have all these micro 
payments, $9.99 here, $12.99 here. You can watch your favorite team in when you're in network here for $7.99. And, and they're, we're just going to keep paying all of this exorbitant amount of money and, and stacking it up. Same thing with like the MLS package, right? You can, I can go in the other day, there was a random game on. I don't, I, I don't pay for the MLS package on Apple TV, but I have Apple TV. So when I went to go click on the messy game, I couldn't get the messy game, but I got a random soccer game that I don't want to watch. Right. Right. And we're in this position where you've got to decide what do you truly care about in within sports, which is on one side kind of stinks. Right. Cause I would, I would love to pay for, this is why I thought buzzer was such an amazing idea. Right. And it just didn't yeah. like come Shout to fruition. Shout out to Bohan. I honestly feel like, because I know you put the info out before about, you know, the acquisition, but, you know, they got bought out. I felt like the major networks knew this was a major thing. I said they gave my, got the Mac Big Brain alert and award, um, and they wanted to shut it down before they could really cut these networks at the knees. I don't even know if it's cutting them at the knees. It's just like, I, I just want to be able to watch what I want to watch when I want to watch it. And, like, I don't want to always... Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy to be like, I have to pay X amount of money per month just so I can see a random game, right? Mm-hmm. That was a cool thing I thought about Buzzer, where it's like, okay, I don't pay for the Lakers package, but I've got League Pass, so I'm watching. I'm watching the Hawks, right? I live in Los Angeles. The Hawks are my team. You know, I'm watching the Hawks. They're playing Charlotte on a random night. This game stinks. Oh, the Lakers and Warriors are in a fun game. I get to click click into that, and I'll pay two dollars or three dollars that sounds amazing right? right and so i i yeah i again thought it was a great idea but i think that's where it's going i think i think the warriors are another team that's looking into you know creating their own streaming app and going direct to their to the warriors consumers and to the the, the consumers up there in northern california mm-hmm. i think that's where more teams are going to be leaning into because you get to control so much more of it you get to control the data and you can now go find new technology partners here like tempest and really cater and create an app in an environment that is so like it, it's got more technology than you would when you're just watching it and listening to, you know, your typical, typical broadcast, you know? Right. So do you think uh, if the teams shift towards this model of doing everything in house and having the, the team apps, cause that's, you know, you can do that specifically right now from the major league perspective. Do you think that they're just going to write the app off as, you know, you're not going to, as a loss, essentially, and not look at the app is going to be a profit, profit driving application and more so, like you said, utilize that data and giving your fans that ease of access and then try and whatever from that data back in some money, whether if it's at the gate, giving some, hey, because you subscribe, because you've been watching, here's. 20% off on the next ticket sale for like you said the Tuesday game for against Charlotte that no one's going to come to or get the get the turnstile going or for merch. So how do you how do you how do you think these apps would go? Do you think they they would take them as a profit loss cuz now like you said from the camera angles let's take you know Match View X again you're either you're utilizing your own cameras so that's that's people that you're going to hire or you're going to have to you know grease the dollars a little bit with whatever network that's providing the, the the shots for the night so that you can pipe into that uh pipe into their broadcast so how do you think that they're they're, they're going to look at this application and and um and, and operate it's a great question and I, i'm yes 
essentially right what they're going to try to do now it's interesting you say uh, just write it off as a loss yes you're not going to get this like you know essentially agreed upon amount of money that you would get from a tv partner to broadcast your games Mm -hmm. but the ability for you to drive revenue with partnerships to your point from like different sales mechanisms within that that application um as well as now the different integrations right that you can now bring a bring aboard the the uh, and then the the ability to package and sell your own data right to these companies as well I, I think there's there's more opportunity there. Uh, yeah, of course, it's going to take a little bit for them to realize that opportunity. But, you know, I, I don't know if it's a true just like, hey, we're going to write this off as a loss every year, right? Right. Um, like there, there's there's a pathway to profitability, but it's going to be it, like he said, it's going to be it's going to be a few years or it's not going to be immediate. I'll put it that way. I don't know. I don't no, it's not going to be immediate, immediate, right? Like, yeah, like the fact that you would get a check from whoever your TV partner was previous. Right. Right. And you knew that money was coming in. You knew what that was going to be. And you had a little upside depending on, you know, subscribers and things like that. Um, or, or, you know, people that were watching the amount of games, right. You're not going to get that. But the, again, the, the, there's limitless opportunity, honestly, when you have your own application, right. When you're taking your, your product to your own consumers there. And so I think that's what teams are betting on. Yeah. I don't, do you think that, like let's take the Clippers, right? Uh, what are the, what's the Clippers thing called? Clipper Clipper Vision? Yeah, Cl- so I, Clipper Vision. Yeah. Clipper Vision, right? How many people do you think are going to subscribe to Clipper Vision? Let's just theorize it. Thousand? Yes, all five hundred people off Crenshaw Boulevard. <laughs> what? Why'd you do? Why? What? Why'd you do Crenshaw? Just shout out to Crenshaw. Uh, so yeah, so let's say it's let's say it's a thousand people, right? Mm-hmm. So that's just under 10 grand a month, right? That they're getting, you know, I think it's cause it's, I think it's like nine, nine ninety nine per month or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say that right over what, over how, how many, how many months is in season six, seven, say it's seven, yeah, right? it's seven. So let's say it's, it's, if it's a Christmas, thousand people, Christmas to July. Yeah. thousand people. You got $70,000 there, right? Is that huge? No, it doesn't pay for anything, right? Yeah. But that at least you now have, you know that you've got those thousand people in your ecosystem that you can now influence with different opportunities from a revenue perspective. So yeah, yeah, I I don't think it's going to be immediate, but I think more teams, I think teams want to house this. They want to house the data. They want to house their own people. And they then from there, they're like, all right, we'll figure out how we can influence them to then, you know, recoup some dollars here and then be able to drive something in the future. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So, I mean, I, I think from an investment standpoint for people, if as you're listening, I would say look out for any applications that are geared towards being built specifically like like MaxView X and being able to pop in if you can early, like you said, for to all the VCs, like you said earlier on the on the first part of, this, of the show, uh, this would be the opportunity for the next 10 years as, or, or as the landscape is going to be very fluid through this time period and uh the data's king information's king and the self-sufficiency is what a lot of teams are going to be going for by the way isn't the forum i thought was off like crenshaw boulevard and that's where the clippers are going to put their new they're going to tear the forum down and then put their new stadium isn't that, is that right that's why that's why that's why i said that's why i said it i don't know what i don't know what street that's on oh, it's right I've, across from where the the um the chargers were 
Oh, okay. Because I thought it was like near USC or but like not, but no. like oh okay. I thought USC is downtown. All right, I just have it. Okay. I thought I thought it was like, yeah, I thought it was off of like Crenshaw because I know the forum. But yes, they will now. be in the forum what, in a year, two years, something like that. But no, it's yeah, this is this landscape is it's it, it is different. So I thought that was a um, you know a, a hype discussion that this is definitely you know was leading towards from um, reviewing Match UX technology partnership with the uh, Chelsea FC app. Yep. The next one I saw this. I I want to say I saw this about a year ago, and then I saw a YouTube video that I thought was pretty cool, which is called Pupil Labs, and Pupil Labs has pioneered a deep learning. Uh, mobile eye tracking, uh, which is currently the only company that offers a highly accurate and robust eye tracking system that works without any collaboration or setup. So the video I saw is uh, a couple people playing some some paddle ball um, and, and just kind of going back and forth, right? Just rallying. But it's showing you the eye tracking technology as the ball is hit goes in the air, the person's able to track it and then hits it back to their, their opponent. And it, 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 I, it made me think about so many things there, especially in a sport that I played right within baseball in helping you to understand what your eyes are seeing. If you're being deceived by something, if your eyes aren't tracking something correctly and really what the, I'd I'd say the opportunities around this are right in the future. Um, I don't know if like, like you watched the video, right? Would you, is that a view that you would want to see from a, a fan perspective? I don't know. All I know is, is I don't like it. Cause all I know pupil labs in this video, all of this is the, the contacts is just going to show me how much I suck <laughs> in comparison <laughs> to like really good people or just the average Joe that I might be playing if I'm out there picked up pickleball and try, you know, might do tennis, who knows, but just, just show how much worse that I am on the eye hand eye coordination, but also could show you how great you are and just how in tune you are with your, your skill set and that, you know, it's, it's secondhand nature. Like he might address the ball in not a quarter of a second. And then you've already landed the, you picked your landing spot out, see the ball, pick landing spot, return the shot all within a second and a half of identification and then that breakdown within that second and a half is what you do in processing. So I think that is actually really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm joking about the fact that I don't like uh, the pupil labs, uh, mobile tracking, deep learning application, but uh, I, I think it is cool. It's just funny that it will show me how bad I would be in comparison to some people. Do you feel like though, I know, you know, we saw the Apple roll out with the, with the goggles. We've talked about meta in the past. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like we're getting closer to adoption of people wearing more of these type of uh, devices, right? That give you some sort of enhancement into like, you know, a a more digital, digital kind of world here. Uh, Possibly. I mean, yeah, I think every day day by day we're taking steps to get there. Uh, mass adoption to that part of the question. Um, I don't know. It's tough because I think the biggest thing that people don't trust is, is where is this information going? But actually, actually, at the on the on the flip side of the coin, there's a lot of people that just don't care. So it's uh, it's a it's a solid split. Um, so I I think we are getting close. I think the technology is getting better. I think we're a little bit of a ways off from the mass adoption. 
um, because you have to keep continue to work the kinks out. Like I said, whenever you have a rollout, when it's something like this, when it comes to 3D, VR, AR, it's got to be the ease of use and uh, I, I want to say the familiarity that people see when they go to the movie theaters and watch movies. Obviously, I know that that isn't something that's just easily and readily achievable right off the rip, right off the bat. But that's the day and age that we live in. People want to feel the, that familiarity and think that it's a seamless transition into whatever they're doing. I mean, look how long it took, uh, you know, a subset of the population to learn how to really be efficient with i with with smartphones. And I was going to say, you know, iPhone, but iPhone, Androids, and just smartphones in general. Right. And so now we're here and then the next evolution, it's got to be something that can take that ease and that knowledge, flow it in and be, and be, and be cool. So, and I know that I'm talking about, this is, this is obviously about eye setup and eyewear, but just in general about that mass adoption. So I think you're, you're taking steps there still a little ways, a little bit of ways to go folks that are like, take like yourself and I, who are very, um, you know, tech savvy, I think it'd be fine. But uh, for the masses, I think we've seen there's a lot of a lot of dumb people out here, Sterling. Like just, that's all that's the only way to put it. A lot of dumb people. So yes, we, I wonder though. I feel some like ways could, to go. I feel like you could use this for so many different applications, though. Yeah, which is so interesting. Like I, I even thought about it, I was like, if you're a brand and you wanted to see how people were viewing different ads via like TV or like. What yeah, someone you're, you're going you're going full black mirror. I am. What someone saw when they walk into a bar, like, do they see your sign? Do they not see your sign? Like, like you know what I mean? Like, I find that so interesting um, that we're closing in on that, right? Yeah. It is. It doesn't. I don't want to say black mirror because I think black mirror sounds like you know we're going to this apocalyptic place. Yeah. But I think technology is just changing so rapidly. To your point, it's really just the when is the adoption gonna gonna meet where where our technological advances are? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 with you there, and so it's it'll be interesting to see. But uh, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of things that this pupil lab can go to. I had a few jokes that I was gonna roll off, and I was like, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can do it. So I'm gonna hold back on it for what for what uh, the 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 speed and breakdown that the pupil labs would provide. For people in their eyes, so uh, it would be a great tool right now under under the sports conditions. But um, yeah, I, I think it from the elite people that are you know are good with technology, and then those that are working with technology, and there are elite athletes. I think you'd see it there. But just from the the common the common folk, the common Joe, average Joe, it'll take it'll take a little extra second. Yeah, yeah, agreed. All right, we've got a few funding rounds we will highlight here. Taylor, stop me if you want to uh, add any con context. I don't know why I couldn't say that word. But the first one is eGym, which is a Munich-based smart workout solution uh, that received a huge investment of $225 million. Uh, the company... Uh, includes both a connected hardware and software uh, that is able to uh, diagnose and measure and optimize how people work out on e-gyms and other connected fitness equipment. Uh, so pretty cool here. This is one of this is one of the largest investments that have come out of Europe so far this year. So shout out to e-gym uh, for collecting that. 
The next one is Activate, a youth sports management app. Uh, closed a $3.7 million Series A funding round on Thursday. The fundraising came from the contributions of five investment firms, Will Ventures, Tal Ventures, Benson, Oak Ventures, 97212, and Tefer Ventures. Um, uh, Activate helps athletic departments maintain fundraising and utilizing online crowdfunding. So far, the platform has assisted in raising $35 million in school efforts. It also helps to manage year-round schedules for sports as well as student registration and communication. The last one, not our typical kind of sports one, but I did want to highlight this because I think it's kind of interesting. And then that sports uh, investment firm was involved in it, which is Cohort, a social marketplace to discover, buy, sell, and engage with art. Raised over $4 million in funding. Um, um, I was going to read something else there, but yeah. Uh, the investments came out of Courtside Ventures and Slauson and Company with participation from BDMI, Alumni Ventures, Wilson Sonsina, Paris Hilton, uh, Paris Hilton's 1111 Media, and a group of strategic angel investors as well. Uh, it's really cool here, especially as we feel, I feel like, you know, crypto and all that's kind of like the digital art is kind of taken taken the forefront. It's cool to see something in the physical world uh, take shape here. And lastly, former tennis pro CC Bellis uh, launched her own VC uh, to invest in sports and health tech. Um, uh, it's going to be called Carton Capital. Uh, Bellis appeared on the national tennis radar back in 2014 when she was just 15 years old and gained entry into the U.S. Open uh, main draw after winning the UT USTA Girls 18 National Championship. Um, she also recently uh, was an analyst for friends uh, down at Lead Sports and Health Tech Partners down in Lake Lona. So shout out to her. Excited to see another VC, especially another athlete-led uh, VC here in the sports and health uh, um, space here. And that'll conclude our podcast for the week. Uh, as always, you can find me at SteeMac on Instagram and Twitter. You can find Taylor at TaylorMac29. Uh, continue to check us out on Instagram and on YouTube for Sports Tech Atlanta Media. And with the podcast, continue to rate, subscribe, and listen. We appreciate it. We'll see you in the next edition of Sports Tech Atlanta Seed Talk.